advantage of the day. Okay. When you get an opportunity in this game, you make a play. Yeah. Playmakers on three. One, two, three. Touchdown, Kansas City. The Chiefs are right in the thick of it, baby. Welcome, everyone, to this holiday edition. Merry Christmas and happy holiday edition of Defending the Kingdom. Mitch Holtis with you, the voice of the Chiefs, along with the man we call the shop, the barbershop, the Spider-Man, 10-year NFL veteran, Sean Barber, and a leader in our community with our ambassador program and on his own with his various uh, endeavors. But Merry Christmas, my brother, and happy holidays to you and your family. Hey, man, as you can see, I'm rocking the Christmas colors. This is the, I don't know if you remember, the vintage Mexico yeah. City jacket. Um, though it has the flag of uh, uh, from Mexico, I realize it's also the Christmas colors. So in the spirit of the holiday, the uh, the spirit of gifting, I uh, thought I'd be per- perfect to wear this uh, Chiefs edition holiday apparel for today's show. Well done. And speaking of gifting, uh, our show is brought to you by those Bose 700 headphones we've worn all year. This isn't that. Uh, we've been on some kind of holiday uh, rush here. But I think my wife took my Bose 700 headphones and is going, she wrapped them up to re-gift them to me uh, during Christmas. So I'm thinking, wow, that's quite a play there. But if I get them back, that'll be okay. I'll just open them up and act like I'm surprised and go, man, that's awesome that you gave me Bose 700 headphones for the holidays. Not too late. Making Make it a New Year's gift if you want. Just go to Bose.com. There's a drop down for headphones. You'll find them. They are the best. If there's a Pro Bowl version of headphones, it's these Bose, those Bose 700s. All right. Hey, Mitch, I, hey, yes, sir. when you say that, my son, right, he's in high school. He's been doing the hybrid learning model. Yep. Guess who took mine? My son, right? Blue Valley North, he's a sophomore. Every morning he has my Bose 700s, and I got to get him back for the show. And I come to do the show, and I realize I reach into my bag. Where's my Bose 700s? He has them. He's doing hybrid learning, so – I'm looking to get me another pair gifted to me, too, so we'll see. Does he usually get you something for Christmas under the tree? Hey, a pair of socks, a pair of underwear. You know, a dad can only expect so much. Uh, maybe a, 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 a funky tie or something, but it, <laughs> it's always done with the great – you know, he has a heart for giving, so I appreciate it, whatever he gives me. Guess what you're going to get this year? He's going to wrap up those Bose 700 headphones <laughs> yeah. and give them to you, just like my wife's given to me. All right, this edition of the Defending Kingdom is called Seize It. Seize it. Take it. It's there. And by the way, my background here, I got Travis Kelsey up here over my right shoulder. Uh, He's got a chance to be the all-time National Football League tight end in a single season. He's real close to that record. Uh, He's done way more than that. I mean, he's redefined the position this year. And, of course, my man Patrick Mahomes right here in big red. Andy Reid, if the Chiefs win this game against Atlanta, it'll be a franchise record 14th victory in the regular season. Hasn't happened in 61 years of this franchise. But the biggest prize here this week to seize it is it's their shop, the chance to get the only buy available this year in the AFC. It's theirs for the taking. Nothing else has to happen. You mentioned this on our Chiefs Rewind show last Sunday night after the Saints game was the fact that we don't have to rely on anybody else. It's there. So grab it. Seize it, shop. We talk about the, the, the top team in the NFL, the team that no one wanted to see try to run it back, also being given the bye week. That's an extra advantage. That's an opportunity to rest your dogs, rest your horses. Nobody wants to run a race with someone who's getting a advantage. right? We talk about having an advantage for the, the NFL season. Everybody has to run the same race. It's 17 weeks, hard-nosed football. 
you got to play your best. You got to you got to play a full season just to earn a spot in the playoffs. Once you get to the playoffs, we talk about the records are erased. It's one and done. You lose and you go home. You win and you advance. The only advantage in the playoffs is that bye week. Yeah, during the uh, play-by-play last week of the game, I tied it into the uh, former NASCAR driver, recently retired Clint Boyers from Emporia, Kansas, an enormous Chiefs fan. He just retired. But 561 races, he won 10 in the NASCAR series. Four times he was the pole. I said he could tell us all about the advantage of the pole position. You laid it out beautifully for the Chiefs to grab it. But what we've also seen here are some teams that have had an opportunity that have not grabbed it. If you go back and look at the Rams last weekend, they are there neck and neck. They do not like the Seahawks. That division has been a dog-eat-dog division all year, and yet they lose to the Jets. The Jets. And now it puts them in peril of losing the division title to Seattle. they got to scramble to get it. And then the Saints. I mean, the Saints had a great position to be in the one seed for the NFC. They're going to battle on the Packers, but now they're behind. They've lost two straight games, but they lost to the Eagles 17-14. to Here are the Chiefs taking on the 4-10 and Falcons in the same spot. Take it. Seize it against a team that I'm calling Mercurial, uh, a very talented Atlanta team that is Mercurial. Man, they've been all over the map. We talk about a Falcons team that has lost three or four times this season being up by 17. Don't talk about the fact that they allowed another team to come back, but how about the fact that they were good enough to get up by 17? That's the point of that people don't really realize. I mean, you have to have some offensive weapons. You have to have some firepower. And you also actually have to make some defensive stops to allow your team to get up by three scores. And they've been able to do that multiple times this season. So that, that's not a team to be taken lightly. They can put up points. They can run up the scoreboard very quickly. And they have defense that can make big plays, guys, and get to the pass rusher. I mean, get to the quarterback, pass rushers, and they can stop the run. So they're a capable team. I think they're just a team in a, in a, in a season of transition having to fire their coach, moving on, uh, having a temporary uh, a stand-in coach. It, it leaves a lot to be desired as far as an organization having a vision to follow. But as far as skilled players, having the ability to play at the highest level, the Falcons teams, they come out like game busters out of the gate. You have to be able to uh, withstand that, that first rush that first, um, 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 you know, first quarter or so, and then you got to be able to start strong and finish strong against the Falcons, and that's going to be a test for us here in the Arrowhead, in Arrowhead Stadium, uh, to see if our team is really prepared for the playoffs, ready to finish, uh, start fast, and finish strong. Anna Tompkins, our producer, has opened some uh, gifts during the holidays and Christmas time, and looked at it and goes like. What is this? Can't tell. Like, looks at it upside down. I've given a few of those away, Shop. Uh, but when I see the Atlanta Falcons, it's like opening up that and going, what, what is this and what are they? You mentioned the three seventeen point leads blown. That's only three times since 1940 in the National Football League. So, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. The Chiefs have won six straight games of a touchdown or less. That's an all-time NFL record. So what do we have here? But to your point, is if you're looking at this like, well, this Falcon team is dangerous because they've had those leads, and they're thinking if something, that goofy onside kick against Dallas, I mean, they had just stuff happen to them. But this is a team, hey, if the Jets can upset the Rams and the Eagles can upset the Saints, then the Chiefs have got to take care of business and seize the day and beat these guys. Hey, this is a glass. If you fill it up, is it half empty or half full? That's what you got with the Atlanta Falcons. 
Are they a team that's half empty or half full? You don't know until you play them, until you go out there and prove it to them. If you allow that team to stay with you for a quarter, a half, and God forbid, three quarters, and you give them the thought process they actually can go out and win a game, they have enough skill players to actually pull it off. The Julio Jones, the Ridleys, um, obviously the Gurleys, Matt Ryan at quarterback, on the defensive side of the ball, a bunch of playmakers throughout all three levels. They have enough firepower on both sides of the ball and uh, it, it, they can actually make a ball game from it. But if at the beginning of the game, if you seize it, like you said, if you seize the moment, seize the opportunity, understand that the first round buy is at stake. And if you want it, go get it. The Kansas City Chiefs have a perfect opportunity to, at the beginning of this game, to make it be crystal clear who is a playoff-bound team headed for greatness and who is a team that needs to go home and rebuild. If we don't come out the gates and prove it to them in quarter one and let them hang around, then we leave doubt in our own minds and we give hope to their team. Ryan's put up Matt Ryan is 35 years old. I've been around the league a long time, had that Super Bowl heartache uh, in Super Bowl 51 against New England where they had the big lead and let it go. But the dude's put up some big numbers this year, 450 in a game, 375 in a game. Uh, he has turned it over 11 times on picks and lost two fumbles. But to your point, this can be a high volume offense. And, and I love Julio Jones, but I really like Cam Ridley. I think he's one of the more under-the-radar guys in this league. If you look at his catches, yards, and yards per catch, he's a guy that can pose big problems for the Chiefs on Sunday. Always. They, they, have, they have one of the – if you look at their wide receiver core, we talk about how uh, versatile and how explosive the Chiefs receivers are, including Kelsey in that, uh, with, with Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, and Cheetah. Well, when you look at the Falcons' offense, they're equally explosive. They're a team that can go vertical, and they got one of those guys that if it's a 50-50 ball, Julio Jones is amazing with his catch radius, amazing hands, top-end speed, and Ridley is a budding star. He's one of those guys that are just, just off the radar, but in a year or two, he's going to be the next great, um, uh, when you talk about a, 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 a handful of receivers, upcoming Justin Jefferson. I mean, those type of guys coming from the Minnesota Vikings. But 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 Calvin Ridley is on that next uh, that next tier of great wide receivers. And if you allow that young man to get get started, it can be a very long day for your defense facing a high powered Falcons offense. The Atlanta defense is part of this mercurial uh, team. Uh, they've struggled in pass defense a lot. But up front, they've got some athletes now that can make things difficult. We saw Patrick Mahomes get hit a lot in the New Orleans game. Uh, they can pressure, and you've got to, again, take care of the opportunities that you get because this Atlanta defense has had its moments. Yeah, they've, been, they've had a problem always in that back end, um, trying to relate to receivers deep in routes, uh, deep in the snap count. Um, a lot of times with his long yardage, they've, they've, they've tried to do some things, mix up pressures, and they leave a lot of man-to-man coverage on the back end, and they just don't really have the skill level to match up greatly against you when you're talking about the, the level and the caliber of receivers the Chiefs have. So I would see them trying to go away from that, uh, maybe trying to go to what uh, Tampa Bay did, to, uh, uh, what, what a few teams tried to do to us with the drop eight scenario um, and allow Pat Mahomes to hold the ball a little bit longer, but then to just overflood the zones with defenders and, and try to play that bend, don't break uh, defense style of ball. If you come after Pat Mahomes, Again and again, each week he's shown you pressuring a guy with that type of uh, mindset, with that type of capability, with the arm 
um, skills that Pat Mahomes has, it ends up being a quick way to a loss. And so uh, I don't know how many times the team's going to do it. They're going to try to stick by, by their guns and do what they do on defense. But I think the recipe for success or trying to create some type of uh, success against our Chiefs offense is dropping as many defenders as possible, uh, making us throw checkdowns, making us move the ball down the field. And we, we've, pro we've proven over time that even that is a, <laughs> is a losing mentality. So, again, there's a reason the Chiefs are, only have one blemish on the record for the season. And it's because we've learned how to evolve to whatever defenses try to do to defend Pat Mahomes. Chargers, I'm sorry, the uh, Falcons, I say the Chargers because Young Ho Koo's their kicker now. Remember, he was with the Chargers yes. and struggled. He leads the league in scoring. He's 35 to 36 on field goals. That dude get LASIK? I remember, didn't he have the goggles or something? Did he get LASIK? Because he must have got LASIK from my guy Silverstein because he, he's hitting every field goal now. You don't want to get down to a field goal. Our guy's really good, but that Young Ho Koo has uh, resurrected his career with the Falcons. Man, Young Ho Koo has done a good thing. I think by taking the glasses off, he no longer looks at the goalposts. Only thing, he, right? When you have that distance, right? When uh, he's far-sighted, he can't see far, so he doesn't even look at the goalposts. He just looks right down at the ball, and he's fine-tuned his system to just close, right? I just need to see. I make good contact, and whatever happens, happens. That might be the best-case scenario for a kicker because it keeps their process, it keeps their uh, mindset on just creating good contact and letting whatever happened happen. He doesn't see, what do you say, you can't see the uh, forest for the tree or you can't see the tree for the forest, however that saying goes. Um, uh, Young Oku has done a great job um, in, the, in the last couple of weeks of being a, a, a definitely one of the uh, um, a premier upcoming kickers when we've seen so many kickers in the league, um, extra points, missed field goals, costing their team's games. Um, Young Oku, he's been able to keep the Falcons in ball games with his powerful leg. Why am I thinking of Michael Jordan making free throws with his eyes closed when you were talking about that? Maybe, maybe Young Hoku is closing his eyes and kicking these all these field goals. We're going to close this way, and it's the guys on my shoulders here. Yes, uh, sir. Because we're going to talk about some records here that are on the line this weekend. And again, it is not the top priority, so don't think we're going there because this guy over my shoulder on the left side doesn't want to hear about all that. He wants to win this game and clinch that one uh, seed and get that by uh, in the AFC playoffs. But the guy to my top right shoulder, Travis Kelsey shop has got the chance. Um, he's right there to have the best year statistically uh, in the history of the national football league for any tight end. You couple that with what he's done the last five years in his blocking this year has been superb. Just go watch the sprint option play for the Chiefs' last touchdown and look at what Kelsey buries that dude that allows uh, Patrick to cut up field and then pitch it late uh, to Le'Veon Bell. It's not just about catches and yards and yards per catch with Kelsey. It's been about his comprehensive game. I don't know. I am so proud of him. We've talked about him on Defending the Kingdom a lot, but Travis Kelsey has a chance to have a big, big day for him personally and for the team on Sunday. When we talk about Travis Kelsey, a.k.a. Zeus, uh, my nickname for him is En Fuego because he is <laughs> on fire. And we're talking about a consistent, the consistency that that man has been playing all year long. And actually, you know what, Mitch, we can go back two seasons. We can go, but the last two seasons, he's been one of the most consistent offensive threats in the NFL. It doesn't matter what position he's played. He's unguardable. No matter if you, you you recognize the split, you recognize the formation, you think you know what route he's running, even when he's covered, 
him and Mahomes has this like like they're twins. They have this this mindset, this mental connection that he he just becomes uncovered. And Pat Mahomes has the arm strength and the vision to stay with them until he becomes uncovered and complete the ball. We, we've seen completion after completion, first down after first down. If you go back and look at the Chiefs' victories this year, 50% of that victory could be pay, placed on Kelsey creating first downs, first downs, first downs, and then making himself available for touchdowns. Even in this last ball game, we talk about uh, Cheater, the, 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 the change three directions, and then late coming out. Well, guess who was triple covered in that same play? <laughs> Travis Kelsey. Yes, if you triple cover Kelsey, there's nobody left to cover Cheetah, right? That, that's a, and, and, but that's the type of awareness offenses uh, our offense has on where Kelsey is lining up. But defenses have to pay so much attention to him that other playmakers get unaccounted for. And it becomes easy pickings for Pat Mahomes, and it becomes easy pickings for then Big Red to draw up new plays based off of how you're trying to defend Travis Kelsey. So when you talk about offensive MVP this year, he is the guy that rings the bell when you talk about somebody who has to be accounted for each and every play in trying to stop the Chiefs offense. It's just interesting. These three pictures behind me are all kind of tied together because to me, it seems like that's the way they are. Their brains are knitted together uh, in the way that they work. And, and Patrick with Kelsey are on, again, some other planets like what Saturn and Jupiter are side by side right now. That's what these guys are. Uh, that hadn't happened in 600 years. This has never happened. Uh, and then finally, the guy on my left shoulder in Andy Reid uh, wants to take care of business and get this victory over the Falcons. But if they do shop, Let's just pause here a second. That will be 14 regular season wins. That's never happened in franchise history. Now, to me, we're trying to run it back. It's a Super Bowl 55. Get a back-to-back -back Super Bowl championship. That hasn't happened, we know, in 16 years. But to go 14-2 and two in the regular season is something that creates its own energy, that spins you also in the offseason and takes you into 2021. Because if you do something that significant that's never been done, that does create momentum that carries through for months ahead and hopefully that with a Super Bowl title. But to do it in maybe the toughest year, one of the toughest years ever in the AFC, the fact that it took 14-2 and two to get it done uh, and that you got a chance to have success in the playoffs, to me, is a big deal. Man, Big Red will never get his uh, proper amount of credit, but he doesn't ask for it. He doesn't want it. He doesn't desire it. He loves leading his ball team because it's full of men trying to pursue greatness. And that's all he does. He, he created a vision. He created an environment for them to learn and be willing to grow and evolve. This offense, this team, this Chiefs kingdom, the fan base, the organization, all had to uh, um, really understand what Coach Andy Reid's vision for this organization was. And he was able not to only, not, not within himself, but he stayed so true to that that you know, Bob Sutton is out the picture. Uh, John Dorsey had to leave the organization. And, and with Steve Spagnola coming in, with following Andy Reid's vision, um, Brett Veach understanding Brett, uh, Andy Reid's vision, and for them to come in and not lose a beat, to jump on the train, keep the train moving, not lose any momentum, to win the amount of games we won in a, in a, in a 400, almost 400-year span, to, to, to have grown men be that focused on getting a, 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 just, just a little bit better each day. Not, not, not trying to recreate the wheel, but just understanding your own game 
and understand if you can get that much better, this much better, each day at practice, each day at practice, understanding where we want to go as a team, as an organization, it's never been about wins and losses. It's always with him developing players to be better ball players, to understand game plans, understand game situations, and to just to be a, a contribution to this team uh, in a winning fashion. And, and let the scoreboard take care of itself. He's never been worried about those things. So he's always continuously pushing but people to let your personality show, evolve as an organization, evolve as a team, grow as an individual, grow as a man. And that will help our football team as a whole become better. And whatever the record is and whatever the scoreboard of the game, we'll deal with that. The, the result of that has been an amazing run in every game. We are the favorite going into the game because we are the most skilled ball team going into each and every game each week. We can win some, we can lose some, but there is no team that can beat the Kansas City Chiefs except for the Kansas City Chiefs. 22-1 and one over a span of 415 days is just mind-boggling. And Matt McMullen put it up. I retweeted it. NFL Research had it. Uh, you just look at the company you're in and that, that – and it's some of the greatest teams, if not the greatest teams of all time. All right, shop, we'll close that out here. But it's interesting, these three guys and you laying it out there so well, all three will wear a gold jacket someday in Canton, Ohio. All three of them. We might as well put gold jackets on them in this, this episode. <laughs> but here's why they'll wear gold jackets. Every one of these guys, all three of them, when they've had the opportunity, they've seized it. And now it's time for this Chiefs team of 2020 and the Chiefs kingdom to see it this Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. God bless you, shop, and all your family. Hey, man, we got to seize the moment. Hopefully, Chiefs kingdom, come out to the stadium. If you're not at the stadium, wherever you at, cheer on your team. We can feel that emotion. We feel that passion. We know that you have a purpose. The purpose of this team is to not only grab that number one seat, but to carry that winning momentum on into the playoffs all the way to Tampa Bay so we can go back to back and run it back. Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs, we hope you all have a special, I know it's different, but a special holiday season. And yeah, it's time to run it back, but this week it's time to seize it. <laughs>